Ladies and gentlemen, you are tuned into episode 14, 14 of the Teddy Roosevelt Show. It is Thursday, July 21st. We have a special, we are honored, humbled, and privileged to have a special guest. Um, Teddy's listeners and followers in Texas are surely familiar with Texas hero, legend, and researcher extraordinaire. The one and only, and her first podcast appearance ever, Blue Canaries, joining the show. Blue, how's it going? Oh, thanks, Teddy, for that. Um, it's going good. It's going really good. I, I, I toned it down. I, I toned it down, Blue. I'm your biggest fan. Um, again, you were you were at Canaries, Blue, one of the most prolific researchers and um, Twitter follower Twitter follows in Austin. Um, do you want to give people an update? Like, what was the tweet that broke Twitter's back? Um, what have you been doing since the suspension? Do you want to give your fans a little update before we get started? Yeah, sure. Um, I do believe um, it was the Metabiota uh, Nathan Wolf um, research that I was doing on the biolabs in Ukraine and, and all around the world. I believe that's... Um, uh, that's when I kept getting my account um, suspended, um, hacked, everything that you can think of, and um, it just became a point where it was like, uh, I'm done. <laughs> so um, I've just been taking some time off and um, still keeping up with things, but not at the level that I was. But, of course, there's still lots of things that interest me, and I'm still doing research on different things. Um, but kind of sitting on the um, sitting on the back fence right now. That's always good. I'm, I, I really question whether social media, you know, it's great to get the information out there, but just the way that it reprograms your brain. And then it's just so frustrating when you're just trying to share the truth. And you are always um, backing up every everything that you ever said with links. That that's what frustrated me the most is you were the most meticulous researcher that I followed on Twitter, and you'd you'd come up with these threads, ten, twenty tweets that you'd have hundreds of likes across, and that wasn't good enough for Twitter. And there was there was huge talks. I mean, you can just see they silenced everything about ivermectin, um, hydroxychloroquine, anything that was against the COVID vaccine narrative, then it shifted to Ukraine. And you couldn't say anything negative about about Ukraine. So it's just like you just caught in, get caught in that Twitter censorship um, trap. And it's easy to throw your hands up like, why am I even wasting my time when I'm sure you've seen instances where you were shadow banned or you had a thread, you did a lot of research, and it just didn't get as many likes or clicks that you thought. I don't know if you ever checked your analytics, but there's certain keywords. If I mention um, stuff about the vaccine, it's literally like an 80% drop off of impressions. So right. they're just shady. Right. So, and um, even the January 6th um, information, because I was following several uh, groups before January 6th, and I had actually caught all the threads of when some other groups were planning to be there. And I had all of that documented the, the threads leading up to when they were going and who was paying for their hotel rooms and um, other, uh, you know, other things in that. And um, that's, that was a big one too. And 
you know, but trying to get the information out to people, it it was it just became ridiculous because, uh, you know, some people, how do you know these are real t- tweets? Well, I <laughs> spent hours and hours and hours every night following these people, you know, <laughs> and and grabbing the things that um, people needed to see. And, you know, for some reason I um, have a very good intuition to things that are going on and um, I feel gifted that, you know, I uh, was able to follow these people, and I knew what was coming and um, tried to warn some people, but that, you know, there were some nefarious groups there, and, uh, of course, we're seeing some of that play out in the media again. Absolutely. I think I think we both lost a third to a half of our followers, you know, after they did the post-January 6th purge. Like, anyone who had a anything patriotic in there, uh, Pepe Le Pro- the Frog, I mean, you name it. They just did a full right. uh, clearing, and that's when True Social and Getter, and then remember Parler launched, and then there was a concerted effort to just deplatform them. Remember? I mean, how, how are you going to have an app if you're not on Android or Apple? I mean, it's in, impossible. So um, going into you, – you've been, we've, I've been lucky enough to, to, to speak with you and meet with you um, – over the past couple months, we've been talking about um, this month on the Teddy Roosevelt Show, which, by the way, is at teddyroosevelt.substack.com. You can stream it at Spotify, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, and we will be on iHeartRadio in the next 24 hours. That was the only one we weren't on. Somebody gave me a heads up. You should be on iHeart. So, again, you, we are joined by Blue Canaries, researcher extraordinaire. And uh, Blue, uh, July 2022, we've been focusing on the Green New Nightmare the lies associated with the folly of wind turbines and solar panels. And you've been encouraging me to do some research on geoengineering. And for those who don't know, uh, geoengineering or climate engineering is the intentional large-scale manipulation and modification of the Earth's climate and environment to prevent further climate change, quote-unquote, slow down and reverse global warming, and supposedly mitigate the effects on our civilization and biosphere. And just... Since you've told me, and I've been researching it, Blue, it is just terrifying some of the ideas that um, people like Bill Gates, you know, are are funding. And however you want to start it, I'm sort of new to this field. You're an expert in in a number of different areas. So um, just just looking at what they're doing, like seeding clouds over the ocean to reflect sunlight back into the atmosphere which i'm like what is that going to do to the fish the plankton and the coral at the bottom of the ocean if you're reflecting sun over the marine layer so i don't know how do you how do you want to get started what do you think is the biggest threat um with with the geoengineering um it is the biggest catastrophe facing the earth right now uh excluding you know a nuclear catastrophe I mean, uh, that would be the only thing that's worse than what's going on right now. Um, And through all of my research that I found with, you know, I've done lots on the CIA, the experiments and everything. You've got to go back to World War II um, when most of these things started. This is considered the uh, geoengineering is considered the new Manhattan Project. So keep that in mind. These countries came together years ago and collaborated on, actually decades ago, collaborated on the 
the types of geoengineering that could be performed. But this is without any citizens being aware of it. And that's the big thing that I have is uh, the big problem that I have with this. Because for years now, you know, I, I kind of dabbled into it and looked into it. You know, what are chemtrails, contrails? Everybody has their different names for these things. And you, you mentioned chemtrail or contrail, you'll get booted quick, especially if you're around, you know. I, I think I was blocked from every meteorologist in the Austin area. <laughs> oh, yeah. You were sending me some screen grabs like Avery Tomasco, some of these local people. And if you just mention, and I got to be honest, chemtrails, there's a Beck song called Chemtrails. I don't know if you're familiar right. with it. I'm not mm. <laughs> super familiar with it. But um, just just reading about it, it is scary. But, no, it's one of those keywords where you get labeled as a conspiracy theorist. We, we all see how they play the games with you're an anti-vaxxer or a climate deniers, denialist. Okay, what do you, can, tell, tell our audience, for people who don't know, what, is, what are chemtrails and what is the danger of chemtrails? Okay, well, let's, we'll, we'll just take the word chemtrails out because that's a non-science term and it's really not helpful when you're trying to raise awareness because as soon as you mention that word, you're going to get shut down. Everybody's going to go, oh, no, there's no such thing. It's, it's truly um, climate engineering or geoengineering. And just like you said, it's deliberate and large-scale intervention in the Earth's um, climatic system and with the aim of limiting, like, adverse climate change. So we've all heard that. So when we look at this, they're basically trying to – be the weather gods they're trying to control the weather and the you know i have a lot of people that talk you know and i'll talk to people about it and um you can look up at any day of the year now and you can see the you can see them in the sky now if these were true condensation trails which that's what the <laughs> that's the big lie and that's that's another big lie. The condensation trails, planes don't produce, except for in very rare circumstances, the, the, the jet engine, it's a fan. They don't produce condensation that can turn on and off. You can't turn condensation off. I mean, if you could do that, that would be great. But you can't, I mean, you know, when you get in the car and you've got the condensation on the windows, you can't just turn that off. You have to adjust the temperatures and do this and that. But it doesn't just stop immediately. That's what they can do with the, the, the particulates that they're putting up in the air. So what, what are they putting up in the air? Uh, for the most part, aluminum, uh, barium, um, strontium, and, uh, and, and other they're nanoparticles. So they're very, very small, and they are putting this in the air to hopefully try to, right now, what, they're, what the goal is, to dim the skies, to decrease the amount of um, sun, you know, blocking it to come to the earth. And they're using these sprays in the sky to try to dim the earth. Well, just like many of the... Um, things that the government has done and governments across the world have done in, in you know previous years 
they study one thing and they think, well, this is fantastic and great, but they don't look at what they don't look at the other adverse side or reactions. So this is what has gone on. Um, some of the first patents are early 1900s. They got uh, this whole program in the U.S. intensified in the 70s and 80s. Um, there's thousands of patents on weather modifications and m- manipulation things in the U.S. And I, I, anybody I was that- shocked. Yeah, I was mm-hmm. shocked to read the uh, General Electric, which you know was pr- probably the biggest company in the United States. 70 or 80 years ago, they were the first uh, company to do cloud seeding experiments in 1946. And then the Soviet Union adopted it and upgraded it. And then China during under Mao, during the Great Leap Forward, said man-made rain is very important. And then now, you know, India is saying, I mean, what China's doing uh, right now shocked me. I mean, they are doing a large scale. um, right. You know, and, and, and India is saying they're weaponizing the weather. And that that's the whole thing. Like Jurassic Park, if it told us anything, <laughs> I mean, don't manipulate or the MNR, mRNA vaccines, like don't mess with biology or science. But I, I read China wants to increase the world's biggest cloud seeding operation fivefold, where it's going to cover an area more than one and a half times the size of India. And they started 60 years ago, like you said, feeding clouds with silver iodide and liquid nitrogen to reduce droughts. The crazy thing, Blue, is before they hosted the 2008 Olympics or they had the 70th anniversary of the People's Republic of China, they seeded the clouds to make the make it clear that to, so they wouldn't have a rain out. That's right. That's right. That's exactly right. And and <laughs> I mean, it, when we talk about it like this, it it. It's almost unfathomable that, that this has been going on so long, and they're doing it in plain sight. People just are not looking up to the skies to see what's going on and, and questioning what's going on. And that's the biggest um, problem that we have right now is um, people are still trusting that the government is doing, you know, or is working in their best interest. And you and I both know that. <laughs> you should question everything. Um, before I go any further, though, I do want to um, turn people's attention to uh, geoengineeringwatch.org because that is uh, that is a fantastic site. Dane Wigginton, the one, uh, the man that has started this, and he's been doing and researching this. He's the top researcher there at geoengineeringwatch.org. Uh, he is the foremost expert, in my opinion, on that, and he has so much information on that site that if anybody does want to, you know, stop here and go check it out for themselves before they listen any further, they can go there to that site. He's got several movies that he's produced now on it, and I am really just the canary in this. I, I, I'm just repeating and and trying to teach and get the information out that that I've learned from him, but then I've also experienced and researched on my own as well. It, it, it's fascinating. And I'm, I'm so glad you told me about it because I had no idea it was going on for 60, 70 years, like General Electric was involved in it. And then to see how, how, how much China is, is going all in and, and India is saying they're weaponizing the weather. I mean, to give you an idea, um, 
uh, what they had four new planes, eight new upgraded aircraft, 897 rocket launchers, 2,000 digital control devices to cover 370,000 square miles. And I mean, in India, they're saying, I mean, they're disrupting their rainfall patterns. I mean, actually in the 1970s, China proposed using nuclear weapons to blast a channel through the Himalayan mountains so the warm, humid air from India could be diverted into the deserts and maybe turn them into fertile fertile land. So it's really blown my mind, um, the scale and the scope of this. It's weather warfare, and I do believe in, you know, at the beginning of all this, the, the countries came together searching for who's going to be the global powers of the world, and they all, you know, got into it, but it, it has been used in wars, in, um, and there's probably been many wars fought with geoengineering that we're we're not even, you know, we weren't even aware of. Uh, I do believe, you know, the the storm that hit the winter storm of Texas, um, I do believe that was completely geoengineered. Um, a lot of the hurricanes that we've seen, uh, Harvey was one of I was fascinated to read, um, yeah, um, have you ever heard of Operation Popeye during the Vietnam War? Right, yes. They yes. were trying, the U.S. military was trying to manipulate the seasonal rains um, to flood the communist supri- supply route along the Ho Chi Minh Trail. I mean, that was an active military operation during a major war. So Right. And, and you know, for those that are skeptics on this and that want to say, well, why would the government ever do anything like this to people? And, I mean, I just have two words, Agent Orange. Um because not only did they manipulate the weather in Vietnam, but I actually had a dear friend that was a pilot, a reconnaissance pilot in, in Vietnam, and he went in to take aerial photos. And he did not realize he was taking before and after photos of what happened to the lands after they dropped the Agent Orange on the land. And, of course, we hear about all the, you know, the major health issues that Agent Orange caused with with our military, but what the Agent Orange was designed to do was to destroy the fields and destroy the crops and destroy everything, the land, so they could not grow anything. So that was that was the U.S. government that used that on the lands, and so do we have that technology? Yes. Do they use the military to do things that's, you know, Unknowns to what they're doing, yes, because uh, my friend didn't know what he was doing until after he <laughs> got got back with the photos, developed them, and he, he lived on a houseboat for 30 years after that because he didn't want to be in the U.S. anymore because he was so disgusted at what he had been conned into doing for them. Um, so, you know, this stuff has gone on for decades, uh, you know, and... To think that, you know, they have an agenda now with the, you know, the Great Reset. They have an agenda. And this all plays into what what's going on right now. I mean, we have the technology to make it rain, but yet we're not seeing rain. We have it's, the it's technology. Insane. <laughs> I, I feel like I should the... tell people, I, yeah, I, I'm reading, you know, you mentioned the um, uh, the geoengineering watch uh, website, which is fantastic. But 
there are what would be considered, I guess, reputable sources in today's uh, media environment, like The Guardian. You know, China explains expand uh, plans rapid expansion of weather modification efforts. I'm sure you've heard about the sea or the um, the Sky River, where they're trying to divert um, rain from the Yangtze River to the Yellow River Basin. And it's just again, India is saying it's making it more arid and their farmers are seeing less rain. And just the fact they're able to, hey, we're going to shoot nine or one thousand um silver nitrate um uh, uh to lace the clouds with silver nitrate to to either thicken the water droplets so they fall as snow or rain or to alleviate um you know t- clouds and have clear skies like i mentioned with the with the olympics so right. no, they have 35,000 people in china just working on geoengineering i mean if that doesn't get your attention what what does 35,000 people i right. mean Right. And, and, and you think is, about it, like, with the wildfires, you know, with the wildfires drought, like, um, you know, if you were just a private entity and you wanted to accelerate climate change, like, you see all these wildfires are like, oh, my God, um, you know, the, 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 the earth is warming and there's going to be more fires. And then 30 days later, it's like, oh, former yoga teacher or California professor uh, arrested for arson because these people are so psycho that they would rather burn a few million acres if they think it's going to accelerate their radical green new agenda. So how much of that, like, do you think there's private entities in the United States that are renting planes and doing things like manipulating um, to create a a hurricane or a snowstorm or create a drought? Absolutely. Absolutely. They have all the technology and all of that. I, I, I've been, I mean, I'm going out on a limb, but I'm, I'm going to say, that the people in the last two decades have never seen quote unquote normal weather that has wow. been manipulated. I mean, wow. it's really ramped up the last six to seven years. But um, I venture to say that most people in the last two decades that have been born have not seen any natural weather. And the reason why I say this is because if you look at the patterns, like certain patterns, even in the U.S., um, just, uh, for example, I'll bring up the Texas winter storm. Everybody was told that that was coming from an Arctic blast. They keep putting out these new terms every season. Um, And the Arctic blast came down, and it created the, uh, the winter storm that kept us, you know, the, the blanketed Texas with sheets of ice. I mean, oh, four days for those people. Not what was they called a winter storm, Uri, and we had what? And it was negative. It was like I, I don't even think the, the temperature didn't go above freezing from what Sunday night, which I think was Valentine's right. Day, February fourteenth, until that right. Thursday. I remember Friday was the first day right. that the sun came out and it was over thirty-two degrees. Right. So we were pretty much locked. And then we had the grid problems and all that stuff that went with it. But I followed that storm when it came in. Now, we had the the week prior to that Valentine's Day, we had the cold blast hit blanket. It was Fort Worth. The roads were bad. And it kind of came down here. But the storm that came in on the 14th, it came from the southwest. This came from Mexico. 
it did not come from the north and i've got i've got uh the weather <laughs> i have the photos from the from the weather reports that weekend and it came from the south and and so i'm looking i'm going this isn't an arctic blast and this definitely you know it, it came from um mexico and i'm pretty certain that it you know it they had that denucleated ice and other things, they have all the technology on all of that where they can create that. And that's where the ice formed on everything, like the bottoms of the tree limbs, instead, you know, and the, the huge, huge, long icicles that we had. All of those things were, it, 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 was, it, it was engineered. It was all engineered. Um, and Dane on geoengineeringwatch.org, he actually did, a segment on it, and I was sending him photos of what we were seeing here, because it's not what they said. They literally were just lying to the public and telling them, this is an Arctic blast, it's coming from the north, but when you looked at any of the radar images, this thing was coming from the southwest. South. I mean, we're in wow. Austin. <laughs> Austin. How did they get away with that? I don't, know, I don't understand how they get away when it's coming from the Antarctic area in Mexico and they're saying it's Arctic. Like, how come no one called them out on that? I, I, well, I tried, um, <laughs> of course. And, you got um, labeled as, yeah. That we, and and yeah. Then, they, they, then they try to give you some, you know, uh, some, you know, some BS explanation, and then they'll end up just, you know, blocking you so then your comments aren't being seen by anybody to even bring up the question everybody knew that was a complete anomaly i mean that was complete anomaly the the hurricane harvey storm that um hit the port aransas rockport coast so hard i watched it it was about 45 miles off coast and somebody ramped that thing up until it became it was like a three and yet everybody says, okay, well, it hits hot, hotter waters and, you know, hot waters, and then it, it, it multiplies. No, it, not at that rate. That's not natural. It went all the way to a five. It made landfall. And I spoke to a lady at Port Aransas, and she says, she says about 3 o'clock in the afternoon, they're watching it. And she didn't even think anything of it, you know. She's like, oh, yeah, it's just going to be a storm. And then... This thing explodes within about 45 minutes' time to a Cat 5. And she couldn't even get across the bridge to get back to uh, Rand's Pass area. She said, this was, she says, you, nobody has, you know, she goes, you don't have to tell me anything. She goes, I know, that was not, you know, we watch weather reports every single day, high tides, low tides. And she goes, that was not <laughs> natural that and, never no that rarely we're all of a sudden just oh a category five hurricane and we and we didn't predict it like not with not with today's radar and technology like they can as it gets closer i mean they can they can they can see that thing forming now uh you know five days seven days right. ahead of time and give people warning so that's a huge red flag right there right and and the you know if you go through the patents and there's a, a link on that geoengineeringwatch.org, and you can literally click on patents, and there's thousands of them. Uh, turning hurricanes, they can turn the hurricanes, they can weaken the hurricanes, they can increase the hurricanes. <laughs> there are so many patents, you'll, and, and that's what was getting me booted, because 
whenever any of the weathermen would question me, I would simply go to the patent office and pull up a patent and show them the science. This is actual science that they have to generate the form to even, you know, apply for a patent, and then it has to get approved because they have to prove that this thing works. And so I will go on there and get the patent, and I will pin it on their, you know, put it on their site, and boom, I'm gone. Because they don't want you. And, and I'm like, this is the science that you're using. This this is the science. The science is what, what you're using is is uh is geoengineering. That's that's what it is. They're it, creating it, it, the climate it, it, change. It, it it blows me away, like the size and scope and the lack of existing literature. And China's not exactly known for being the most transparent uh, nation on earth, but 70% of China's county level administrations operate weather modification bureaus in the, you know, to, to, to change the clouds to make rain, snow, hail, clouds, fog, whatever. I mean, if that doesn't raise red flags, I mean, this should be a international, you know, a, a country shouldn't have the ability to just make these massive environmental changes because what happens in the atmosphere, like we always hear like, oh yeah, we just got some, uh, uh, you know, it was foggy here or the it was a little um, um, it, it, it wasn't clear. The air wasn't clear in Austin because of dust storms from the Sahara. So I mean, right. what happens in one part of the world <laughs> impacts us. Like, are we not getting enough rain in Texas be, or Oklahoma? They haven't had rain, a measurable rain in 45 days. Is it because someone's feeding the clouds somewhere <laughs> yeah, else and taking our rain? I have a funny story about that Sahara dust stuff because you know every single year they tell us it's coming and it's you know it's traveling across the ocean and it's going to get to texas and they can tell you the date when it's going to get in texas well several years ago i had a friend that was down in bar um barbuda working on hurricane relief efforts stuff like that and they're sitting on a little island down in the caribbean and we're being told that oh this is where the dust is and it's going to be here in two weeks and i'm like so y'all got the dust down there, in, you know, in the Caribbean? What are you talking about? I'm like, you know, the the the, the dust. I don't know what you're talking about. This it, and I'm seeing beautiful pictures of palm trees and clear skies on this little Caribbean island, <laughs> and and the weather reports here are they're literally telling us that. You know, the Sahara Desert is right here over the Caribbean right now, and it's coming to Texas in two weeks. Sure enough, we got it, what 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 they said was Sahara dust, but it moved over the, the Caribbean islands, and they never saw the dust. How does that happen? <laughs> How does that happen? I don't know. How does it happen? It, it doesn't. I mean, it's like, so we're buying into whatever these, that they'll say, and, I mean, it's one thing. We know all the newscasters can lie, manipulate, and everything else. Why doesn't people? Why don't people question uh, the weathermen? Because they're really they're really manipulating the facts. They are completely well, manipulating. Out of the, all the, facts. the oh, out of all the you know, I'd say sports are probably you know, but weather it's usually like somebody. Somebody who's very attractive and with a name like, um, you know, <laughs> Hannah Storm or, you know, it's crazy. Like in New York, you know, they all have some sort of like 
uh, you know, Jim Thunder is here with the weather. You know, they they have some sort of, you know, uh, gnome de plume. They 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 pick up their own their own acting name. But weather people aren't exactly known for being the the brightest tools in the shed, right? I mean, it's it's and 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 the whole media system is is just is just a joke. No one's questioning anything. But the fact that this has been going on since the 1940s, like you said, during you know, and there's there's proven things like, hey, we tried to do this during the Vietnam War. Um, right. China right. has 35,000 people doing this right now. So I got to be honest, Lou, you told me this and I was a little skeptical. I'm like, OK, chemtrails, cloud engineer. I'm like, all right. And then and then I was shocked, A, by um, just the, the the people who are studying it have a ton of irrefutable evidence that you cannot right. deny that it's happening. But on a grand scale. I guarantee yeah. you get Avery Tomasco or one of these local weather people and gave him a true false. Okay, we just had a little momentary call glitch. We're back here with Blue. Um, I think where we left it off is, you know, if you gave the average weather person, Jimmy, Jimmy Thunder, a true false quiz about geoengineering and how long it's been going on and, and what it entails and how many people are involved with it in China, I guarantee they'd get an F, don't you think? Oh, Absolutely. Well, they will, they'll lie to you and tell you that it's, you know, it, they'll, they'll say it's the condensation um, and, you know, it's just the natural things coming off the planes. Well, why do we have the grid patterns? Why do we have, I mean, there's just so many things and now they're doing it, especially at night. Um, so, you know, the big big problem I have with it, and especially right now, and this is why I'm going on your show, is because we're at at a, at a dire point. They have ramped this up to what everybody's experiencing this summer. And this is the, oh, the, I'm going to put quotes on this, heat dome. Um, and these other uh, droughts, the fires and everything um, that are coming along with it. This is all fits the Great Reset. It fits their agenda. Now, whether when they started these programs, whether they meant ill will, I don't know. I I don't know. I think it was a, a battle between who was going to be the, the global power in the world. Oh, we can do this. Oh, we can do this. You know, that kind of thing. And I don't think that through the years that they understood how drastic they were going to change the earth. I mean, I'm not just talking climate. I'm talking earth, okay? So what happens when you drop thousands of tons of nanoparticles, uh, heavy metals into the sky over years and decades? What happens to the earth? I mean, what happens when you go outside and you breathe in that air? You know, I, I talk to people on a daily basis. Oh, do you have a headache? Yeah, we got a headache. Yep, got a headache. You know, something's in the air. Something doesn't feel right. Something doesn't. So let me tell you what happens. The nanoparticles are mostly aluminum, but also barium, strontium, and other things. But mostly aluminum. Just think about that. Aluminum nanoparticles. So they're 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 small enough that they can cross the blood brain barrier. Okay, and, right. and this is this is the this is the doom and gloom part. What happens when it 
crosses the blood-brain barrier, it gets into your brain. This is why we're now seeing reports of people having forever plastics, forever, because this stuff is in the sky, too. This, I mean, they're dropping all kinds of stuff on us. We just, you know, the ones that, that, that have been completely identified, and we know for a fact that they're using aluminum as the big one, barium is another one, strontium is another one. These things, once they get in your body, you, you can't just do a cleanse and get rid of. This, these things cause Alzheimer's. They cause the neurodegenerative diseases that we are seeing uh, ramp up all the time. You know, we, we, you hear about people with brain fog, you know, all the time now. And while some of it could be, you know, but it shouldn't affect every single person, right? If we're doing yep. this to ourselves... What is it doing to the land? Okay, so when you when you terrifying, use these, right? So we've got bees with Alzheimer's now. I mean, there's a report on that. We've got dementia and Alzheimer's become Britain's biggest killer uh, from the Guardian. Uh, so we are seeing aluminum contents of human milk, cow's milk, and infant formulas. Why is it in everything? Because they're dropping it at that what you know i i suspect and i and i i know that some people disagree with me on this but back in the back when they started doing the nuclear testing what is where did they test the nuclear bombs at in in our atmosphere what? yes they they so uh, my, my guess is that there was over 100 uh bombs tested in uh in the atmosphere I don't remember quite the years, but they because uh, I don't want I don't want you to quote me on that. But they did the nuclear testing. Now you're you're blowing up bombs in the air. <laughs> this is before they started doing the underground testing. What's going to happen to the ozone? Don't you think that a nuclear bomb is quite possible to you know put a hole in the ozone? Yeah. Oh yeah, over a hundred of them in the same locations, you know. Okay, so that's that's my theory on the ozone hole. I do believe that it was created by something here on Earth. I suspect it was nuclear, but I'm not quite, you know, for cer certain. And of course, they've hidden way, you know, all the research on that. And um, but it wasn't my hairspray from the '80s. I can guarantee you that. I can guarantee you it's not the Freon from the air conditioners. It wasn't those things because you can still buy Freon in Mexico. I mean, you know. So they they told us that's what it was. We need to quit using aerosols. We need to quit using that. But then they turn around and turn on aerosol machines in these planes. <laughs> much uh, more more probably, you know, more aerosol spray than uh, all the women in the 80s. <laughs> You know, and, and, and that was Aquanet. The, that was Aquanet. Yeah, that was Aquanet's. Uh, I know Aquanet got the bad <laughs> deal. I, you know, I, I really, you know, um, I use, I use the Aquanet. So I'm, you know, I, I'm I a think defender. everyone did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> so you've got these these um, heavy metal particulates going into the ground and coming down in rain. And it's just in the air. 
So when it gets to the soil level, it can destroy all the microbes and the the microbes, your insects, your bugs, the things that we need to keep the soil good, right? So it's destroying those things because it's nanoparticles. That's why we're finding Alzheimer's (laughs) disease in bees. I mean, you know, that's, that's, it's affecting everything. And when we get rid of all the, the, you know, the, um, the organisms in the ground, the plankton in the oceans, when we destroy that, we're done. I mean, it's a dire thing because they're spraying over the oceans just as well as they are the lands. And so how this comes together, though, when they spray these things in the ionosphere, then they use the microwaves uh, signals from, you know, the harp stations or even the cell towers. They can use, you know, create the microwaves. And what happens is it creates a heat dome. That decreases the amount of atmospheric, the moisture in the air. That's why we're not seeing any rain. And it and it's going to warm us up. While they're saying they're dimming the skies to help cool us, what are they doing? They're putting reflective materials like aluminum up in the sky, and it's 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 not do, it's not it's not doing what they're telling you it's doing. <laughs> It's it's no. creating it's creating uh, destruction of the earth. I mean, we're we're you know that's, that's you're talking about a massive. I mean, the, the, you know, even you know people like Naomi Klein, people who are super activists. This they're like this is a unimaginable risk because um, we don't know the potentially harmful consequences of a planetary scale deployment, and they're they're just talking about. Um, you know, weaponizing. Like, let's just right. say you wanted a mass, um, migra- uh, uh, um, a huge migration of the African population to, um, you know, refugees to go to Europe. So you could inject sulfate aerosols into the stratosphere above the Arctic to mimic volcano clouds, which would disrupt the monsoons in Asia to increase droughts in Africa, which would endanger the water and food sub- sources for 2 billion people. So they're right. just saying, like, this is, you know, human health, the future of the planet. Yeah, I mean, if you care about climate change or whatever, this is a major thing. But you talk about the haves and the have-nots. If you're China, Russia, the United States, you could destroy a country by directing storms there and, you know, exactly. flooding it and making it uninhabitable or causing drought. And that's where it really gets scary, where you're well, wondering how much of this is going on right now. Because this is happening, and people have to understand Oxford University, some of the most Reputable universities in Europe and the United States have geoengineering programs. I'm looking Oxford University up there with Harvard and Yale is one of the top three universities in the world. They have a triple, um, three different departments under their geoengineering department, which was founded 12 years ago. Cambridge University, another uh, prestigious institution. This is actively happening. And the worst thing, Blue, is there's no checks and balances. Like, who is... No. The global source, and from a private perspective, if, if if Bill Gates or whoever wants to accelerate the Green New Deal, and we know the Biden administration does, and uh, right. our military got super woke, why wouldn't they want to cause a heat dome and no rain over Texas? Like, how do you like this, or to make the grid go down? Because wouldn't that accelerate whatever they want to do? So well, that's exactly, where it gets exactly. really terrifying. That's- 
that's where we're at now. And what happens is when they do create these heat domes by using the the, the particulates and the you know the uh, aerosols in the, in the air, then what happens is what the rain that is supposed to be happening in this area, it's going to be a big deluge somewhere else, and you're, that's why you're going to see flooding somewhere else. A huge flooding. And then you're going to see heat here, drought here. And then how does the fires fit into this? Well, let me tell you. Some of these things that they're putting into the sky are can be flammable. I mean, you know, so when you're having this stuff fall from the sky onto our trees, onto other things, that's why our fires are burning, the wildfires fires are burning at such high levels of heat because they have chemicals that have been introduced to them that it, through the trees. That's why we're seeing this. I mean, so it just takes a little spark sometimes, and boom, you know, you can have, you know, hundreds of well, thousands of acres on fire. You know, it, it's, 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 you know, it, it, that's, that's the thing that it's, this is, this is engineered. And how about the ethical, how about just the ethical question about do we even have the right as humans to, to manipulate and manage nature? I mean, this right. is a, you know, Jurassic, from Jurassic Park to, there's been a ton of, um, of movies about the dilemma of, humans um, messing with, um, um, you know, God's creations or biology or the earth. I mean, they're talking about next to what I read today, besides nuclear weapons, this could be the number two most used. um, It's like mutually assured destruction. Like, hey, you stop doing this or we're going to make sure that you don't have any rain for the next, um, from from March to August. Good luck uh, growing any crops when it's not going to rain for 120 days. So you could have countries... Just like, hey, we're gonna have mutually assured destruction. Like, all right, if you, if you, all right, if China's mad at us over whatever, um, maybe they make sure it doesn't rain and we don't have any crops. I mean, you're talking about next to nuclear. I mean, the the ramifications of geoengineering. I'm I'm just blown away with with again the lack. There's no one saying you can do this, you can't do this, or here's the laws, or are we even having an ethical debate at the United Nations? Should man or any country be able to do this? And I mean, exactly. you ask the average person, hey, China has 35,000 people. Um, and and it's, it's the size of, uh, right, they, they, by 2025, they want to manipulate uh, an, a part of their country that's the size of India, which is pretty huge. Um, right. And what is that going to do to India? Like, what if they don't have any rain? They have 1 billion people. Exactly, and and the the met too much methane in the soils. All of this has been happening. What we're seeing this summer play out all across the world is because of it, it, this is happening all over the world, and so all of this manipulation, this geoengineering, this is climate change. But they're creating the climate to change for their benefit, and we all know the narratives that they're saying. And, you know, um, years ago when, you know, uh, AOC mentioned, you know, we only have 10 years left. Well, maybe there was some truth to that statement because maybe she was actually new, you know. But the the problem is, is we're never going to hear them admit guilt because if they do, I mean, if you want to talk about, you know, I was angry after the, 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 the winter storm. 
because this was created and and because I saw it all play out. I saw how certain um, public responders weren't notified. Certain people were notified. They had certain people that we couldn't get get into the city, you know, to to help people. They had people had to be stranded, you know, and um, they didn't. Oh, well, they didn't ice the roads. Why? <laughs> I mean, they didn't do anything. And well, we don't have any stuff left. You know, it, there was just excuse after excuse. And who made all the money off of that? The propane, uh, the natural gas, and the oil companies. You know, they they. They got um, lots of um, kickback from the state of Texas. But, you know, so you see these things playing out the way that they are, and I was very angry because it that storm, it, 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 I mean, I don't live in a flood zone. I don't live in anything like that. But yet the damage that was done to my property was was worse than it would have been in a, in a flood zone because what happened was the you know, we had the first storm, the water melted, uh, the ice melted, and then it froze again. And then it had snow and then froze again. Well, guess what? We've never had that here in Texas, but concrete doesn't like that. <laughs> and we're all concrete, you know. Oh, yeah. uh, and, and the limestone, we, you know, we're sitting on top of a karst here in, uh, where we live. And, you know, um, the limestone flakes off. We we there's lots of effects from that storm that people don't even realize has happened because uh you know the the trees the branches broke off and then the trees get a fungus and that's why you're seeing all the oak trees the oak wilt all over. It's from the effects of that winter storm, you know. But yep. people don't people once it's gone and over with people don't want to even think about why what happened. And what is that going to cause, you know, in, in the future? And that's what we're seeing with, uh, on a large scale right now, with with the heat dome, with you know, and, and the food shortages. You, you're hearing all these things, and um, that's why I felt it was, you know, so imperative to come on your show to talk about it because we need everybody to look up to the skies, look up this stuff, and research it, and we have to sound the alarm on this. We have to. We have to get them to pause what they're doing. I mean, at least if we pause it, we may... Well, let's at least have a debate. Let's at least have a debate about the ethical... The ethical... Right. That's to me. I don't even think that it should be legal. If any country is... is, It's almost like where the biolabs are creating stuff like you're talking about the downfall of human civilization or the suffering of millions, if not hundreds of millions and billions of people. Um, I think we're going to have to make this We're going to have to have you back on, Blue, because we're coming up, I think, on 45 minutes. We are joined by Texas national and international researcher extraordinaire, <laughs> the one and only Blue Canaries, one of the most popular follows here in Austin when she was on Twitter, at Canaries Blue, before she got unfairly banned. We are... Just incredibly yes. humbled and appreciative that 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 you broke some time off, but we might have to make this a three part episode because there's still many there's more things I want to go over with you. Real quick, just to recap, folks, geoengineering is a deliberate large scale intervention to change the Earth's natural systems, and a lot of people they're doing it under the guise of we want to reverse climate change. That's in the West. China's like, no, we're trying to do it for agricultural reasons. And hey, the Olympics are here. We don't want it to rain. I mean, that, that that wasn't a huge story. So 
just, you know, we've mostly been talking about weather modification, but Oxford's sort of geoengineering department says these geoengineering techniques fall basically under three categories. The weather modification, which we've been discussing, solar radiation management, and carbon dioxide removal. And folks, this isn't a theory. This is happening right now. Like the government of Australia um, was seeding clouds to, you know, they have the Great Barrier Reef, one of the great natural resources of the world, and they thought the water was getting too warm. So, hey, let's spray some seawater. Here's what they do for, for solar gen, uh, geoengineering. Let's dim the sun by spraying saltwater or sulfates into the air to reflect sunlight back into space. They do earth, ocean fertilization where they'll dump um, iron or urea to stimulate phytoplankton growth to absorb more carbon. Gee, I mean, what you talk about opening Pandora's box of, of, uh, of nature backfiring, like, all right, so you're going to have giant amounts of phytoplankton. It's like when a butterfly flaps its wings, like, what are the ramifications of increasing the amount of phytoplankton to absorb, absorb more carbon? And then if you're spraying seawater into the clouds to reflect the sun, what does that do to the, the fish? What does that do to the, the coral reefs at the bottom of the ocean? I mean, this is insane that this is actually taking place, Blue, going on without any oversight, any discussion, any jurisdiction. I'm like terrified that this is happening. Yes. Yes, it's it is terrifying. It it it's um and like I said, this is the reason why I felt it was so imperative to come back out of uh <laughs> sabbatical or come retirement or back. whatever I did because it it's so oh. important to me because I mean, I've been thinking about it. My kids probably don't know air without aluminum in it because it's been going on probably at least that long. They don't know what fresh air is. And so, uh, I mean, you know, if 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 we're to save <laughs> what, what we have left, we, we need, like you said, we need a discussion. We need Congress to tell us what is going, why are these planes over our skies and why are they dropping all these chemicals and stuff on us? Why? And, you know, because we should not be seeing certain patterns, if you look at, you know, if you study the, the weather patterns, we shouldn't be seeing, you know, counterclockwise patterns. And, and other th- you know, we had a rainstorm last week, and, and, and I just thought it was hilarious. It just started, like, in East Texas, and it just blew up, and it went west. And I'm like, when do you have a storm that starts and goes east to west? <laughs> I mean, it just doesn't even follow your path, you I, know. No. It, 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 yeah, it That's doesn't. That's not how the jet stream goes across. It doesn't. You know, it's not how the that jet, pattern. Right. Yes. You know, and so you see these things, and um, and and I think you know I was one that just kept getting booted from all these. But the meteorologists they need to be held. I, I don't know if you go through that channel to get. I've written to all of, you know, my my senators, my congressmen. I've written to everybody that I know that I can write to. Um. But we we have to be asking these questions. We have to know and demand that we get some answers. Um, I do know that the geoengineering.org has some lawsuits going. Please don't 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 stop thinking somebody else is going to take care of this. This is our skies, our <laughs> earth, and um, we we all have to work together to 
it's going it, to this is from the top down this whole thing is engineered from the top down we have to go down we have to go from the bottom up to to raise awareness and to um get people to start you know sounding the alarm on this it, it it is insane because if you just care about fairness and ethics and humanity i mean there are going to be clear winners and losers like if china manipulates um, the clouds. And again, by 2025, they want to have 60% of their um, of their land covered by weather modification with already they have 35,000 people. So if they want to increase it by that much, probably 50,000 people just in charge of manipulating the weather. I mean, if you were India or anyone next to or near China, that should cause tremendous outrage. And I just can't believe this is being endorsed and actively pursued by universities like Oxford and, and Cambridge. Bill Gates, um, you know, applied for a patent in 2008, blew to sap hurricanes of their strength by mixing surface and deep ocean water. I mean, oh, yeah. how does Bill Gates have the ability? How, how are we just <laughs> allowing him? And there's no discussion. Could he, is he allowed to manipulate the ocean or the, uh, or the clouds? Enough, he has enough money. Um, I think when I did the research on him at one time, um, this is several years ago, if he wasn't considered a country, he would have like the fifth largest economy. So think about that. It, all the other countries in the world, he is like number five as far as the amount of money that he has. Um, oh, you, you know, of course, you got your he's big five, number one, yeah, but he's, he's, he's the number right one farmland owner. Yeah, and so... Uh, what he's doing, I mean, and he, of course, is completely aware, um, you know, what he's doing. Um, and, and he's always said he wanted to decrease the population. And what better way to do to starve everybody because there's not going to be anything. I mean, you know, we're, we're not going to have Gates, the crops. Uh, right. Yeah, um, this, is, this is from 10 years ago on geoengineeringwatch.org. Um, the U.K. Guardian reported that Bill Gates' multi-million dollar research fund um, funded a project where a large balloon hovering at 80,000 feet above Fort Sumner, New Mexico, released sulfates into the atmosphere um, to, to see how that went. And then I saw the New, New Mexico government is now um, seeding clouds in um, the eastern part of New Mexico because they've had drought to stimulate rain. So, gee, Blue, if we're downwind of New Mexico, is New Mexico... Anyone who professes to know, like, how the clouds operate or whatever, I, I'm, I'm not an, an expert on that. But you'd think that if the clouds were getting artificially um, injected to create rain in New Mexico, by the time they got to Texas, they might not have any rain for us. I mean, and this is actively happening right now well, in the U.S. And, and also remember, once they're releasing these um, these heavy metal particles in, into the ionosphere, it's actually causing like vapor moisture vapor deficits in the the lower you know the lower areas so what what ends up happening in, in like the surface area of the earth so they're they're taking away the chances in certain areas but then what's going to happen is the, the moisture is getting pushed off that's why you're going to have the flooding in certain areas i mean so once this heat you know, goes away, uh, and I think eventually they'll they'll stop it. But 
you know, we're going to have flooding, and and then it's it's going to fit their little narrative. This is all, you know, this is all just climate change. This is all just, you know, and and the thing that that just gets me is how stupid that they think we are. I mean, they really, really think we're just stupid that we're not going to question these complete anomaly. I mean, everybody has said this year is a complete anomaly in Texas, and I'm I'm the biggest proponent. I lived through the heat wave of 1980, um, and this I've talked to many people about this. This this weather in Texas. I mean, we have the technology. He, Greg Abbott could seed our clouds and make it rain here, you know, but they're not. For some reason, I do feel like they're trying to destroy the land here. Well, the crazy thing is they're saying, like Bill Gates and and friends, hey, we're going to do this stuff to buy us more time. But (laughs) there's a lot of experts that say, hey, if you spray the skies with sulfate particles, it's going to destroy the planet. It's going to cause permanent changes to the atmosphere and destroy the planet way faster than global warming. That's the crazy thing is it could be accelerating our demise if they think that climate change is a big thing. Like you said, with the sulfate particles, they're toxic. They are horrible for respiratory. Gee, and oh, by the way, Blue, didn't we just realize how important vitamin D is in in just strengthening your immune system? Well, what's going to happen when they shoot a bunch of sulfate particles and it's reflecting the sunlight, the valuable vitamin D? And you can only get it two ways, absorbing it on your skin or through your diet. But mostly, I mean, I think you can only get 20% of your vitamin D from diet. It's mostly exposure to the sun. So, my goodness, you have tiny particles in your lungs. Um, what's that going to do to our animals? What's that going right. to do to the animals? What's going to do to the acid rain? It's already happening. Yes. Yeah, it's already happening. And that's the scary part. I, I've been kind of following people for about the last five or six years and I have yet to meet one person that went in to have a bl- complete blood count to find out that their D level was normal. Everybody that I know has had deficits in D. Um, and so that the, the dimming of the skies is definitely affecting how much we can get because, of course, we're getting light that's filtered through aluminum, which is causing, you know, it to feel extremely, you know, hot. <laughs> but we're not getting the you know from the other um stuff that they're using we're not we're not getting the the sunlight that you know we should so you know if they are dimming the skies why isn't it cooler <laughs> if you know if they're doing what they're saying that they're doing then you know we should be cooler we should be you know but what what they're doing is like i said they're playing weather gods I'll, you know, revert back to that, and um, it, it needs. We need answers. We need it to stop and at least pause it, so we can understand what's going on and let let the people choose whether they want this or not. Oh, so it it, it is. I'm I'm so glad that you're uh, joining our show today um, and and alerting. You alerted me to it. I had no idea the size and the scope, and that this is actively going on both. Um, with major global governments and with private entities. Like, right. it, it, it is happening right now, folks. And you see people who, they get alerted to chemtrails, and all of a sudden they notice they're like, hey, I'm in Florida and Georgia, and I look up at night, and it's like, a, or, you know, and in the evening, and it's like a tic-tac dough board in the sky from all the lines. Like, what is going on? 
right. um, in the sky. And there and and some people are saying, hey, it seems like the sky is only half as bright. Um, so so what is going on with the vitamin D? Um, people need to raise hell about this. I mean, this is they're playing God with the weather. I mean, it's 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 terrifying that they could permanently alter the future of the environment. Um, and, and, and you just look at how we're getting this green new agenda shoved down our throat right now. It's interesting how we only had one 100 degree day in um, Austin last year, and it rained 29 of the 90 days from June 1st to August 31st. That wasn't, oh, global warming's over. It's only when it goes up. It's, oh, here it is. Now we're done. We only have eight, 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 eight years, eight, eight months, eight hours to, you know, make our lives miserable and, and eliminate fossil fuels. People just don't realize, like you said, 1980. Look at folks, we talked about it yesterday on the show, 1901 and 1936. I mean, 1936, it was 121 degrees in North Dakota. It was right. 110 degrees in Ontario and Manitoba, Canada. Imagine how the climate freaks would be acting if it was 121 degrees in North Dakota. It's like, folks, weather fluctuates and changes and is unpredictable, and you have extremes on either end. In fact, in 1936, it was the coldest February um, in the history of America, and then we had the hottest summer, hottest heat wave ever. So, We've gone through all those things, but I I do believe that now it's, it's, it's an everyday thing they are going one way or the other with it and it's completely controlled it's just completely controlled i mean uh you know i I could go on but i'll save it for next time so (laughs) let's save it for next time we're coming up on an hour blue this is my favorite episode of the teddy roosevelt show ever certainly the most knowledge that i've i've personally gained i love to learn you know i'm your biggest fan and uh we are just honored and humbled there's no we it's just me um, and my older ego, Teddy Roosevelt, we could say we, but we are honored and humbled that you broke off some time to share all this knowledge. Um, I'm assuming we could do a part two sometime Absolutely. in the next. Absolutely, uh... Teddy. I, I'm honored to be on talking to you. We've we've always, um, I've always, uh, you know, loved everything that you've done. You you are the hardest worker in our Austin when it, you know, when a lot of the issues that I saw. So that's why I uh, gave my time to you. And whenever you want me back, just let me know. Oh, yeah. Um, how about like three hours? Let me just do a little bit more research. No, I'm just kidding. We'll do it. We'll do it again real soon. No, seriously, this is my favorite blockbuster episode. And I had no idea you you have opened my eyes to what geoengineering is. I hope we've edu- educated a lot of people to the ramifications, the seriousness and just the plain and simple fact that this is happening right now on a major massive scale, both um, internationally you know, massive governments, China's probably number one, are the U.S. military. This has been going on since General Electric in the 1940s. So imagine how many people have been working on this for seven decades, eight decades, and now how much is that imp- impacting right. what we're right. experiencing, what we're seeing right now in London? Like, if you wanted to make the weather hotter in London and make them suffer, um, or you wanted to accelerate your green new agenda, you were an electric car manufacturer, how much would you have to pay um, a rogue military or a rogue private entity to make sure that there is no clouds, no rain? And, you know, as the, as the earth continues to heat up, 
um, if you don't have a, a period of rain, um, it, it just, the, the heat just gets hotter because it doesn't have a chance to right. cool down. So you could do some crazy, if you wanted the people to suffer, again, it's like nuclear bombs, geoengineering. I mean, what would right. be more profound than manipulating another nation's weather besides that's, bombing them? That's true. That's absolutely that's true. true. Teddy, anything else anybody, you want to share? If anybody has any comments, I'm not on any of the social media, but if you leave comments in Teddy's Substack, I'll be kind of scrolling through. And if I if Ooh. I see any comments, and I can answer or reply there. And um, I just appreciate your giving me the time, Teddy. I really do. I'm honored. Oh, it's a, the honor. The the uh, the honor is all ours. Seriously. Um, and and we appreciate. It. We've been trying to get. Uh, the listeners and the readers to contribute more comments. So that's just, you're, you're just, we're on the same page again. So yeah, teddybroosevelt.substack.com folks, blue will be there checking out um, the comments. If you have any questions, we would love to answer more specific um, questions. I also have people who are texting me after episodes with certain stuff. So I'm sure we're going to get a lot of feedback from episode 14. Again, it's Thursday, July 21st. We should mention it was a year ago, one last thing, it was a year ago today that Joe Biden told America, I guarantee you're not going to get COVID if you get these vaccinations. He got <laughs> quadruple vaccine, came down with COVID, and now he's on Paxlovid. I mean, it doesn't seem like the vaccines did that much. Maybe you should have no. got a fifth one. No. Okay, Teddy, thank you. All right. You got it, Blue. Thank you. Uh, uh-huh. Signing off, folks. Episode 14. We'll see you uh, tomorrow. Take care. Bye.